0: The following podcast may be explicit. Shedcast presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Join us at our table in the shed as Mickey, JJ, Kurt, Mike, and Joe gather around to play Star Wars Age of Rebellion beginner game. In this 3 episode series, we start episode 1 with a preview. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, and welcome to The Shed for Adventures from The Shed. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com, on iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, and other places. Stitcher Radio. Stitcher Radio as well. Google Plus. Hey, thanks, guys. Hey. And I am Joe, and we're going to go around the table and say hi, and we're going to go over to...
1: Hi, everyone. It's Mickey. Here in The Shed for yet another adventure with the boys. Let's see how this one goes.
2: JJ here. I uh, volunteered and tried to help do some good in the city I live in, and uh, put my back out. So if you hear any grunts, moans, or complaints from me, just ignore them. Right them. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, this is Kurt Schumacher. I am super pumped to be here because we have a new game to play today. You're about to hear all about it.
0: <laughs> His this name is Mike, and
4: I can't wait to play. Uh, this is going to be fun. I got to actually. Mon Calamari, so also, I look forward to it's it. It's a try. And we're back to All right, Joe. back to Joe.
0: So we are going to be playing the Star Wars Age of Rebellion beginner game. Uh, a couple of, of us have bought the box. We have a few sets of dice. We also have these neat dice bags. And yeah. we are going to have some fun playing this game. But first, this first episode, however long it lasts, will be us looking over what we received in the boxes and talking about a little plus some... We'll give a little bit of the background on each of the characters. Um, I will start on my side and just describe what we actually received in the box. So there are three things that say read this first, read this second, and read this book last. So the first thing we get is a, uh, a, just a short little pamphlet that talks about what is a role-playing game and gives an example of the gameplay, and on the back of it, it gives a setup for the scenario.
4: Joe, what's a role-playing game? Uh, I I don't know. It's only one paragraph. (laughs) I'll read this. um,
0: A role-playing game, or RPG, is an exciting, cooperative storytelling experience. Like many games, it has rules, components, and dice to help describe and resolve the action. Unlike most games, an RPG has no winner or loser. Clearly, they haven't listened to us. us And no opposing teams. Everyone has fun, and everyone wins.
4: Mm, or everyone loses it sounds like the opposite (laughs) of Monopoly now read it again as James Earl Jones (laughs) (laughs) Uh, maybe next
0: um And then the second one is the adventure book. So, you, And when we play this, we're actually going to play it in the order that it says to. But for the purposes of having a podcast without a lot of uh, empty space in it while we figure things out, we've started to look at some of these things ahead of time. Um, and the adventure book is essentially for the GM. It starts with a page, again, that talks about what a role-playing game is. And then it says, if you're not the GM, don't read anymore. And that book itself, the adventure book, is... 31 pages so it's not a very long adventure book and it has some nice charts on the back and interestingly the book that is read this last is the rule book so they intend you to play this game right out of the gate um, with everything you need right off uh, the first book the adventure book so that's the Some of the things that came in the box. And in addition to that, we have what they call the character folios. So there are four different characters, and we'll hear about those in a moment. And then we have some of the cardboard counters that are pop out of the sheet type of counters. And they're all the pieces that you need to play the adventure game. And lastly is a map. Um, Of course, there are a couple little advertising things from Fantasy Flight games. But the things that apply to the Age of Rebellion beginner game are what I've described so far... Um, I guess lastly, it really would be the dice. You get the one set 1100 of eleven hundred dice, yeah, and we'll talk about those as we go too. Um, so, who wants to you know, take a look at the, the character folio and talk about what you see there and what you think of it, like how you think it's laid out? I know we don't know how to play the game yet, but <laughs> no idea we'll how to play there. this game. Right. It's really
1: colorful. Yeah. Um, I like that it's the pregen characters. It's kind of like you turn the page and oh look, you're leveled up. So that's nice. You don't have to figure anything out try to add up stuff until you've got a little more experience, and then you turn mm. the last page, and then you get to actually do some custom... It looks like you'll be able to do some customizable stuff.
0: Right, it's like turning the pages when you level up, which is kind of neat. I like
1: that. Uh, the
4: pre-gen characters are surprisingly super, super fleshed out. Like, there's uh, nice pictures of them, there's backstories, they have, like, all, all these different charts and things, so uh, it looks overwhelming right now, but I'm sure it'll be fine once we get going. Hmm.
0: We'll see. What do you think of what you see there, Kurt?
3: I agree. It's a larger pre-gen pamphlet than I've seen in the other beginner boxes. Uh, it looks like it's about six to eight pages of content, including level up, as Mickey said. Uh, graphically, very nicely laid out. I don't know about any of the details yet. Uh, we'll figure that out as we play. But also for each one on the back page, there's a full-page kind of backstory for the character, which is always helpful in a role-playing game. The more backstory you have, the more uh, the easier it is to get into your character.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think as part of this uh, this kickoff episode here, we are going to read some of those. Maybe not fully, we'll do maybe some summaries, but we are going to read and get a listen to how they've actually written these character backstories. JJ, what do you think of that thing? The, the I really character like formula. how
2: it's, it's, it really is helping you um, understand everything's labeled like there's numbers beside anything you might have a question about um the only thing i don't like about it is my character apparently stinks because i'm looking at everyone else's character sheets and they got like four or five dice they get to roll and i get to roll roll three at any given time period in the story that's it you're You're very sneaky (laughs) so you got to make up for it with the sneak the sneak we should tell the people at home, that, although we haven't
3: gotten into the rules yet. This well, is a ahead. totally different mechanic than D and D with D twenty or that, Dungeon
0: World. With so, that, yeah. let's talk about the dice a little bit. Who wants to describe these dice they see in front of so them? So
4: there, there is like I said, about eleven hundred for each of us. You know, and, I, I'm actually going to count them while you're saying. And uh, that. there's various colors. The colors um, match up with the different, um, different things like ability, proficiency, difficulty, challenge. Boost, setback, and force dice. Uh, so there's at least there's like two or three dice of each color and uh, different shapes, different sizes. And uh, Joe counted them, and I couldn't uh, fourteen.
2: Understand there's
0: what fourteen he said. of them,
2: and there are no details. I held or up D4s. fourteen fingers. There's no, but
4: there's D12, like explosive and things. And and yeah,
0: as a as a point to that, there are actually no numbers on any of the dice. It's all symbols. All symbols, which is yeah. kind of interesting. So, yeah, we have 14 dice here. I did mention early on as as part of the fun, uh, for me, as the fun of kind of kicking the game off, Fantasy Flight Games has these dice bags, and I've got the Rebellion symbol dice bags or the Rebel symbol dice bags for the players, and I got the Empire dice bag for myself. So that's something fun. Um, the, and, of course, you definitely want extra sets of these dice if you're putting mul- multiple people around the table to play it. Otherwise, you're going to be handing those 14 dice you get, you'll be handing us several of them around the table if you only keep the one set that came with the beginner I think, set. I think mm-hmm.
2: that's allowable, though, because uh, the game doesn't seem like yeah. it's going to take that long to really interpret the dice rolls. Right. You, know, you're you're you, not you, don't, you don't need any fortune teller training to figure out the, what the... <laughs> Dice not, I'm trying to tell you. Although, but you're not reading runes the, here?
4: The dice do have symbols, so you're going to have to. There's going to be like a learning period of learning these symbols instead of it saying like uh, hit or success on the dice, which would be real nice, but I, I'm pretty sure after a play session or two, I, I will. No half yeah. the symbols and it
0: was mentioned too i can't remember who just said it but as well as the character folio is laid out on every page you actually get to see what all the different dice are and what all the symbols mean mm-hmm. it's something that we will need to learn and it, there will be a bit of of um, a learning curve there and it'll take some time but it is laid out there for us which is kind of neat
2: and of course like most of our other sessions i've actually delved into it enough yeah. that I'll be able to look at your dice and confirm whether or not you added them up correctly.
1: And playing the role of rules lawyer, everyone, yeah. it'll be JJ. <laughs> so
2: if everybody,
0: if everyone wants to figure their own out, make sure you cover your dice when you roll them. Yeah, well, Kurt,
4: Kurt needs to take a break on the weekends from being a real lawyer, so he'll let JJ be the rules lawyer. Nice. Exactly.
3: I'll also just mention uh, this game. I think retail price correct me if I'm wrong something like $29 but it's about 22 23 on yeah, Amazon yeah. Yeah. just the dice on Amazon are 13.50 yeah. Yeah. so if you want to play the game you really probably should just buy the box and yeah.
0: and and these dice bags are like 650 or something like that so just to give people an oh, idea of uh, what reasonable. we have on our table. Right. Yeah, right. I, I thought the pricing for everything seems reasonable. Yeah, right? You're getting into a new game. The dice you get with the game will carry over to the regular Star Wars RPG, the full game, with yeah. the, the rule books. Right. If so
1: and it fits seamlessly with the other one. Um, the uh, Rebellion? Age, uh, so yeah. we're, can, edge, edge of Empire. Yeah. Edge of Empire. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, for
3: people at home who may not be familiar, the Fantasy Flight makes multiple Star Wars games that can potentially fit together. The first one is Edge of Empire which takes place in the Star Wars universe but out the outer rims and you play bounty hunters and pilots and all this stuff but you're not tied directly to anything from the tr- from the original trilogy or the prequels as far as I know whereas this game we're playing today and we'll get into it more but it's set kind of around the time of New Hope or between New Hope and Empire I think. Now um,
2: do we know that they, achieved, they they acquired licensing from LucasArts before they were bought By Disney or I have after? No do, we, idea. do we know any of this information? Yeah. Well,
3: I know the third game is coming out, which is going to focus on force sensitive so players this, this year.
2: Then Disney had to give the permission. Then. Cool. Yeah, I like That's it. Good. We're playing a Disney game. Way to go, guys. Yay. I'm a Disney
1: princess. Oh, a you Disney got princess. the girl character. <laughs> yeah.
4: We should totally play the Mickey RPG after this. <laughs> totally do it. <laughs> do it. Kingdom Hearts, the RPG. That
0: <laughs> would be really fun. <laughs> it I would, it be would probably be really good. <laughs> So now with this system, uh, I'm going to just look at the back of the adventure book. Um, And JJ, you've got one there, too, if you would. We can hand these around, uh, and you can see kind of the way it's set up to work. So when when you go to roll the dice, you're rolling the green and yellow dice. You can see that on the character sheet a little bit. And then there's difficulty, and the difficulty is uh, measured by purple dice. How difficult something is is how many purple dice you roll uh, in opposition or at the same time to oppose the um, yellow and green ones. Um, so, what do you, what, JJ? What do you think of the system? Because you read up a little bit on it too. As far as what, like as far as it's a system we haven't played. What do you think is going to happen? What What do you? Th- I think it's an good, interesting. um bad.
2: You know, it's easiest for me to look through the lens of games I've already played, yeah. and. I see this as a pretty decent bridge between the Dungeon World system and the D&D system. Mm-hmm. There's more rules um than Dungeon World, but the way the uh the rolls like in D&D, you either succeed or fail. Right. With this, there's levels of success and levels of failure, um just like there is in Dungeon World. Mm-hmm. Um so I really like how that works. Um I think the skills, there're there's a lot of different skills.
0: Yeah, and I'm not point. sure how of many book.
2: of yeah. these will actually get used on a regular basis.
4: It definitely reminds me more of uh D and D with all the skills.
0: I think they'll be used a bit in the published adventure because just like a D and D published adventure, there's spots where you're gonna get to that it says you need to roll perception. Exactly. And that's what you're going to roll.
2: Like but- for example, D and D has animal handling. Who yeah. actually takes points in animal handling? Ooh, ooh! I remember. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <Wolf> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you, you know what I'm saying? Like animal handling could easily be bundled into nature or something mm-hmm. else rather than being its own skill. Like it's kind of like back from three three point five when they had like fifty bajillion skills. Well, yeah, they had
0: animal handling canine, animal handling feno- feline,
2: <laughs> and you know, sneak, too much stuff. Uh, Hide tumble dodged were all different skills and yeah and yeah and so i'm liking that i'm liking the fact that there is a lot of different skills but i'm also disliking the fact that i don't think they're all going to come up
0: yeah i think yeah we'll see as it goes uh that's one of the things that's interesting to me on these character folios where next to the skill, you have a rank for it, and we'll learn what those things are as we get started. But then it actually tells you the dice pool that you're rolling when you use that skill. Yeah. I don't know what the regular character sheet looks like for it, but at least these character folios in the starter set, uh, beginner game, uh, are good in that respect. It, they give you something that you know what to roll when that skill is called upon. That's good.
3: Cool. Should we talk about read, our
0: characters? Yeah, the characters? let's do that. Stuff now? Let's, uh, You guys take a couple of minutes... Uh, you want us to read it out loud. You, like. you can read no, it the summarize. whole thing out loud if you like. Summarize. Out, it however, you, can do, you whatever want to do whatever it. you want. Yes. So
1: you know, I always do whatever I want anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be playing Zal. She's the ace in this story, and according to her backstory, Zal's kind of a bit of a uh, black sheep in her family. She's never really fit in. She joined the Empire actually into she Imperial Naval Academy, trying to kind of. Make a name for herself. She always wanted to be a starfighter, but she always came up against discrimination, harassment, or harassment, depending on which side of the pond you're on, and derision from her instructors. So she never really got promoted. Um, She finally shared her frustration with a friendly senator and learned that she'd been denied combat posting because the naval command suspected her of rebel sympathies due to her chandrillion, let's call it that, upbringing. So she was frustrated with that and ended up proving the Empire um, correct by joining uh, the Rebel Alliance. She's been assigned to Starfight Squadron, the Solian, the Soaring Dactalians. Woo-hoo! And um, she's been in several combat situations, and she carries with her a lucky charm, which is the only thing that she has from her home planet. What is and that lucky
0: charm? The kids are going to be after it.
1: We're going to call it a medallion. They don't really explain it here. At least I missed it. Medallion works. Medall- we'll just call it a medallion. She's got she a special will. medallion she wears around her neck. So here she is, Zal, the ace. She's, she's part of the Soaring Ductalians, and that's what we'll call her for now.
4: She sort of looks like she would have a British accent, but. Yeah, can I see her? <laughs> <laughs> she,
1: she reminds me a little, you said Starbuck from BSG? Yeah. yeah. The Battlestar Galactica, the. the re- yeah, she's got a brunette Starbuck. Is what she's we pretty know. hot. Yeah. Agreed.
3: For those at home who might care about those things. <laughs> so, if you're
1: shallow spy.
4: like
3: me.
2: All right, so I'm JJ. I'm going to be playing the Spy. Uh, the name they gave him is Vendry. We'll keep that going, though I, I suspect I'll be known just as Ven or Ven. Venn Diagram, maybe. Um. <laughs> so, Vendry is a Duros. Um, Duros, oh, we one of the Definitely pe- a
4: race that I haven't heard of.
2: Yeah, but, um, I, 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 I'm so actually that's surprised. The blue guy, right? Yeah. yeah, the blue guy. Um,
0: there were a couple of those in Moss Eisley. The canteen. Yeah, and yeah, so but
2: like, so yeah. you don't really hear the name Duros oh, no. in any of the movies. But I, don't, I don't
0: know most of the races that were in that canteen.
2: At the yeah, time. but I mean, I, the only yeah. one I can think of right now off the top of my head is Twi'lek. Twi'lek. Yeah. And yeah. the moss calamari. The moss calamari. Yeah. Yeah. It's a trap. Um. <laughs> so Duro uh, Vendry is a gardener. Apparently, um. Yeah. He he creates uh. Zoos and landscaping and that sort of stuff. And uh, he has joined the Rebel Alliance because of the fact that the Empire allowed him to continue his business uh, within the Empire, even though he was a non-human. Um, but Wait, did you say
3: he joined the Alliance or joined the Empire?
2: He is allowed to work within the Empire, but he has joined the Alliance because of the fact that the uh, Empire is so anti alien um are are they aliens anymore at this point well
0: i in a way what, What's
2: the politically correct term in the star wars universe for uh, non human
0: another species xenophobic
2: yeah so yeah um because he's a non human they uh, they don't like him but they let him work because of his quality of work and i notice here that i don't have any skill whatsoever <laughs> nice. with Plants. I don't have a green thumb, um, so no, that's why that's why I don't have four in anything. That's why I only have three, and that's the most dice I have. Um, yeah, okay. That's a bummer
4: for you. Yeah, he's a gardener, but he's terrible with plants. But no, I, I'm great at
2: computers. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, I
4: think the gardening Me. skill is Yeah, I don't Me. think there is a gardening skill. It seems like a big step from a gardener to a spy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right?
0: <laughs> you know, I'm thinking the, um, and and it's specifically saying it wrong, but the scene where they're talking about getting the plans for the Death Star and the lady says, many botans died. I'm thinking, many botanists died to bring us this
3: into <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought the backstory was going to be, you know, he was... Nice gardener, and join the alliance because they killed his basil plants. <laughs> 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 that so killed, killed his bean. weed plants, man. For
2: the carrots,
3: yeah. Uh, why don't I do mine? I am uh-huh. playing. We're gonna say kale. Kale. C A E L. Kale chips. Uh, he is a human soldier um, who was born into one of Alderon's noble houses, the House Hanneres, and really had a life of leisure and could have had it all. In a lot of ways, I did. I basically spent my youth playing sports and being popular with the ladies and all those things that you would expect from any character played by me.
0: It sounds like the uh, opposite of the lame.
3: I Kurt himself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was never opposed to the Empire. Um, I was actually very much a pacifist and believed that uh, we could work to change systems uh, by improving the system from within and that fighting would only be kind of affirming uh, the that might makes right, which is uh, what brought the Empire to power in the first place. Um, All of this changed quickly, however, when my home planet of Aldron was destroyed by the Death Star and my world was shattered. Um, I happened to be off-world at the time, playing with Team Aldron in the Galactic Cup, Uh, but when the news reached us, um, I was devastated, and that had basically turned me to the Alliance. I used my family's uh, resources and money to charter a ship, flew back to Aldrin itself as I stared at the asteroid-strewn strewn, I'm just reading this part here the asteroid-strewn void that used to be my home, something inside me broke. Uh-huh. So I'd been That's committed cute. to peace and nonviolence, but now I realized that that had come to nothing confronted by the ashes of my world I renounced my pacifism, joined the Empire quickly took my chartled vessel to Chandrila, or Chandrila and found members of the Rebel Alliance eager to recruit a young athlete in a matter of weeks i went from being an athletic star to a soldier and i've never looked back
4: see now i don't yeah. remember there being sports in the star wars movies so i'm wondering what the galactic pod, pod racing man is, no the game is limmy that was sport. i was a limmy yeah. star yeah, yeah but
0: if you're like it's Quidditch oh, with if the you're speed uh, passive and peaceful you probably weren't very competitive ah. I, don't yeah.
3: I don't know maybe that's how i got my aggression out i don't know <laughs> um, i feel bad not knowing what limmy is i'm sure some expanded universe people could tell us but that's what i was really good at
4: well cool and I am playing uh, Tendar Taco Bell. Tendar um, Bell. He is a Mon Calamari engineer. Um, he grew up being very brilliant. He stud- studied at the Coral Coll- Collegium. Um, where he was super smart, but sort of a social misfit. Um, he... Uh, He did the classes that his his parents want him to take but he really just wanted to get out there and and do his thing uh but then the empire enslaved his planet uh being a gifted engineer he went to work with the empire uh crafting starships but when he was finally freed he joined the rebel alliance and uh did his part to uh, take out the Empire. And uh, he sort of has a problem with authority, but he loves puzzles. So uh, that'll be fun, I guess.
3: I also have to say, (laughs) I've been sitting here for an hour and just noticed that Mike is wearing the 34th annual... Kestrel Fun Run shirt, uh-huh. yes. the Outer Rim Territory's most thrilling twelve parsec race, uh,
4: <laughs> and oh it's the benefit Wookiepox Pox, it, it, Wookie Pox it's Awareness <laughs> Foundation. Uh-huh. That's nice,
0: love it, and it has different advertisers on it. Too,
4: yeah, it's a it's a fun run T-shirt for the the Kestrel Run in Star Trek, uh, Star Wars, not track.
2: Whoa. <laughs> I think I was
4: timeout. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll mark uh, that down as the first time that a, I say that. That's the first dark side point there.
1: Uh, All right. Why are those two universes so divided? It's hilarious. Uh-huh.
3: Because one is so awesome.
0: Yeah. And I then there's Star Wars. You can oh, oh. Man. I agree with you. All right. Um,. What else do we want to cover on this? Uh, I think we're, we're pretty close to wrapping up the intro to it. But are there any other thoughts you guys have about uh, what we're about to get into? No, I'm ready to get started. Let's do to it. it. Let's play, baby. Let's play. Gameplay. Right. Just stop calling me baby. <laughs> I'll do whatever you want. Just don't call me baby. All right, everybody. We're going to sign this one off. So just a quick intro to the uh, beginner game for Star Wars Age of Rebellion. Um, We'll stop it here. Everybody want to say... Bye, everyone! Later, later
1: players. It's going to be a wookie
0: penis for these. We've heard about the characters and the materials in the Beginner Game. Now, let's move on to the first play session of Star Wars Age of Rebellion Beginner Game. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. (laughs) 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 Takeover at Whisper Base. War rages across the galaxy. Both the brutal galactic empire and the desperate rebel alliance reel in the face of terrible losses. Though rebel forces manage to destroy the superweapon called the Death Star, their victory did not come in time to save the world of Alderaan. Fear and uncertainty swell in the galactic community. Now, one small battle begins on the verdant world of Alderaan. Deep in the jungle, Rebel Intelligence has discovered a listening post built by Moff Dardano to spy on his rival, Admiral Corlin. The Rebel Alliance has sent a crack team of infiltrators to take the secret listening post and turn it into a forward Rebel base in the Japarail system. After hours of slogging through the dense jungle with its poisonous foliage and oppressive heat, the heroes have reached their destination, Whisper Base. Compared to staying in the jungle, the prospect of ambushing an Imperial patrol and breaking into a heavily guarded base seems almost pleasant.
4: I do like how we all forgot... Uh, how the Star Wars thing goes after the first original thing and just (laughs) replayed that (laughs) part over and over again for four minutes. So (laughs) hi, and welcome to The Shed
0: for Adventures from The Shed. If you hadn't guessed, we are playing Star Wars. Officially, we are playing Star Wars Age of Rebellion Beginner Game. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com and Google+, and Facebook, and Twitter, and... Um, iTunes, yeah, we're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio. Yeah. go to iTunes, rate Yes, us. go to Review iTunes, more ratings. I think we're still at five stars on iTunes. We're still doing good. Let's keep it going. Um, I am going to go around the table. Now, this time we're going to say your character name um, and the class, and if you can remember a sentence or two from the backstory. Uh, sure. So go ahead.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Mickey. I will be playing Zal, the ace. She is human. Can everybody hear me now? Awesome yeah. sauce. Yeah. She is the fighter pilot, ace pilot, crack shot, part, part of the Soaring Dactalians, and has joined the, the rebel scum. Go ahead.
4: Nice. Are Dactalians uh, sort of like pterodactyls?
1: <laughs> well, actually, she's the last remaining Dactalians. All her squadron left, or all her squadron died, and now she's part of the special operations as part of the Rebellion. Dactalians. That is a sort Dactalians. Of a Whatever. Read your damn thing. <laughs> Name lawyer. <laughs> right? Gosh.
2: JJ here playing Benjri the spy. I am a Duros. I am a non-human. Um, I am blue and very, very bald. He's the gardener spy. I am the gardener spy. I don't even understand how that happens. <laughs> But Why not? we're going to roll with it.
4: Awesome. I get it.
2: Roll
3: roll with it. Very nice. Hey, this is Kurt. I'm playing Kale. I am the soldier for this adventure. And briefly, I was born to a noble house on Alderaan. Had a life of leisure, money, wealth. Uh, but my world changed when Alderaan was destroyed by the Death Star. And as a result, I have joined with the Alliance uh, to fight against the Empire.
0: Came out of hyperspace through, uh, in some asteroid field or something. Right. Something
4: like that, yeah. yeah. And I am Mike Robertson playing Tendar Taco Bell, uh, a Mon Calamari engineer who, he's very brilliant, not very uh, socially uh, well respected, um, but he's real brilliant and he's going (coughs) to invent some stuff and uh (laughs) enjoy his puzzles i promise i will invent some stuff he's
0: real brilliant and he's probably gonna uh invent some stuff yeah yeah yeah
4: i like it he's gonna invent some stuff sort of like i invent the rules
0: (laughs) there (laughs) we go and i am joe i am the game master i think it is game I i always try and get the term right but it is game master for this uh system so I'm the Game Master for this Star Wars Age of Rebellion beginner game. And we're going to play this like we've played a couple other games that we, we received and um, are going to play it kind of right out of the box. So there will be some explanation of what we're doing as we're going to try and help people become familiar with the game, both at this table and for those listening to the podcast. So what we're going to start with is within the box, there are three things to read. We've already gone through the read this first, which is really what's a role-playing game and gives an example of gameplay. And now we're going to the adventure book, which is the one labeled read this second. It also has a little intro to the role-playing, and then it goes on to the setup. Um, So for me, this is the book that I get as the game master. And what we're going to do here uh, is I'm going to read a little bit of what's in the book, even though normally it would not be there. So part of the setup is uh, once all the heroes have their character folios it's time for us to begin and we all have them that's what was described by each of the players as we went around the table and we then put the dice where we need them we all fortunately have our own dice so that we have um, we don't have to be passing them around the table so much but in the beginner set you get one set of dice so normally you would share those Uh, so we place the dice where we need them we place the map uh, in between all players with, with the whisper base side showing we have that and then each hero player should find the appropriate character token from among the available cardboard tokens and keep it nearby. I just did that. We have that. Great. Um, And, of course, also helpful to have pencil, pen, and scrap paper, and we have that. So when everyone's ready, uh, Ready. we read the opening crawl is what they call this. I, I don't know why they call it a crawl, but that's what they call it. And it is what I would normally say is the narrative text. Some people say flavor text. (laughs) But that is uh, what we read with our epic opening to this podcast. But it's that takeover at Whisper Base. So I'm just going to to read the very end of it again. And at this point, you guys are the Rebel Alliance uh, crack team of infiltrators that are going to take over this listening post. Uh, And after hours of slogging through the dense jungle with its poisonous foliage and oppressive heat, You've reached Whisper Base. Compared to staying in the jungle, the prospects of ambushing an imperial patrol and breaking into a heavily guarded base seems almost pleasant. Now, where that setup uh, leads to is our first look at the rules. So at this point now, because of your slogging through the jungle, the time you've spent, each PC now suffers 2 strain to represent his or her exhaustion from the stress of slinking the jungle dodging imperial patrols and stinging insects. So, what you do find that spot on your character folio and mark two strain in the appropriate place. Of course, you can do it on your scrap paper or however we're doing it, right?
4: Don't want to make our pretty shiny sheets off. And then stuff.
0: I will read you this description it's a rules text. Strain reflects mounting fatigue and stress. If a character is ever suffering a total amount of strain greater than his or her strain threshold, that character collapses unconscious. So keep an eye on that. And let's, as a a little primer getting used to it, um, let's go around. Mike, we'll start with you. What What is the strain of your character, the strain threshold?
4: My strain threshold is 13. As is mine, 13. 13.
0: JJ, 12 well,
3: twelve as well twelve. for Zal. Okay.
0: So that gives us an idea when they start with two, it's not a whole lot yet. But if you were to get closer to your threshold, that's when you can just pass out, I guess, from being overstrained. So now for me, um, in the book it says, The adventure has now begun. Proceed, Proceed to encounter one. I want to roll initiative. (laughs) Actually, in this one, you will not roll initiative because in the first uh, encounter, they skip initiative. So you learn how to play the encounter and we'll be rolling initiative later. But you'll see how that goes. Do we roll some force points? Mm -mm. We'll be doing that later as well. They actually have a lot of this stuff. I kind of like the way it's set up where you jump right into the game and you kind of read the only rules that matter to the encounter. And that's all that we'll be playing at each point.
1: So we're so, coming in from the jungle, or p- approaching the maintenance I- we'll entrance? F-
0: we'll find out shortly. Okay. Can we roll for our, our chance of getting with
3: Princess Leia?
0: <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, you have to roll a ten-sided die. Slim to none. <laughs> yes. Roll
4: your yellow dice that doesn't no, have no, no, any th- numbers on <laughs> it. Roll a ten-sided die.
0: <laughs> that's, that one will do it. Uh, you don't. Know. It doesn't. There are no 10 There are no ten-sided, th- oh, that's no ten-sided that's what, dice. He's the one that said it, and the other one. Hello. All right. So here we have some more. Narrative text, or if they call it a crawl, I will call it a crawl. You step out of the humid, insect-ridden jungle and into the relative cool of the garage. Is there a garage on there? Okay. Garage. You guys are garage. going to be there. Go ahead and put your, your, your uh, character tokens in the garage. No,
1: the garage is over here. Well, the
0: that garage, whole thing
4: is the garage. The whole thing is the garage. Because those that, are speeder bikes. Okay, there so we go.
1: So we're in the garage.
0: This garage serves as an entrance to Whisper Base, an Imperial listening post deep in the wilds. For the first time since your ship delivered you to Onderon and departed, the hum of machinery drowns out the sounds of the jungle. Your task here is simple enough. Cut the comm line, disable Whisper Base's lone shuttle, then overcome the Imperials in the base without letting the commander, Lieutenant Serev, escape to report the base lost. Simple but by no means easy. The smell of machine oil hangs in the air all around the garage. You see a number of speeder bikes as well as a pair of ATST walkers and their hatches locked. There are several crates in the room as well as a number of fuel tanks. A large metal door on the other side of the bay, sealed by a complex lock, leads into the base itself. You find the comm line you've been told to cut and slice through it, severing Whisper base from the outside world with a hiss and a spray of sparks. Soldiers from the base will soon investigate the disturbance. Fortunately, this is part of the plan. Taking one of their code cylinders will let you get past the locked door without raising an alarm. What do you do to prepare for their arrival?
1: All right. So, so obviously, this is we where, need... yeah,
0: this is where it goes from me to you guys. So, what do you guys want to do to prepare for the arrival? I wouldn't worry too much about the, what the map looks like yet, because I don't think it really matters in encounter one. But it gives us a visual that you guys are in the garage and there's the rest of the base. So, what do you do to prepare for the impending arrival of the soldiers? Are the ATSTs locked? Yes, they're specifically uh, labeled as hatches locked.
4: I would like to rig one of the speeder bikes. So that I could shoot it at them like a missile when they come down the stairs.
2: <laughs> That's an awful loud noise.
1: Well, they're coming down the stairs. They're nowhere here already. Well, no, they, you just said they don't, they they, they don't yeah, know why. They don't here. know. Uh, you said something about a code, a, c- a code c- cylinder. To yeah. Help so us unlock the door. The, the complicated well, we door
0: that. that goes into the, the base proper is locked. And according to what I read, yes, uh, one of the soldiers should have their, the key. Right, the code okay. cylinder.
1: So we need to take one yeah. of the soldiers alive. Or and that's part of the
0: plan. You cut the comm, you're ho- you're expecting them to show up, and you want to take one of the cylinders. So how do you do this?
3: Do we know how many soldiers are coming? No.
0: Um, you're just presuming they're about to show up. Well, and I'll I am you-
3: down with the idea generally of speeder bike rockets. And, uh, I think it may <laughs> not be the approach that
0: we want to take for this particular encounter. We want to play it
1: stealthy? man.
0: I, I want to try to
2: hide behind the crates over here.
0: Okay. So hiding is one. Yes,
1: yeah, so, so behind and I'll the give you, stairs.
0: As I, as I like to do, even though this normally doesn't happen at the table, uh, because it's a podcast and we're playing a beginner game, I'll read some of these things out. Uh, so essentially, the way this is uh, intended to run, mm-hmm. and remember, it's a beginner game. So you're expecting either everyone's a beginner right. or they're going to act like it. Um, in this case, uh, yeah. we, we will definitely at the table overanalyze some things, and I, I'll, I'll bring this up as we do. But it says essentially each player or each PC has one chance to hide before the soldiers enter the garage bay from the base. Doing so requires a skill check. But then they give other things, like you could hide behind a crate under a table, behind one of the ATSTs, and that would be essentially a stealth check. But there are other examples they give. Um, one and none of which you know, there are five examples. Of other options, none of which are uh, rocket bikes. Right. Man, <laughs> of course they never think of the cool part. The Cool ones are never the, the best, I guess. But it's so. What I would want to do is is everybody going to try and be unseen? Is everyone going to hide? Yeah, I think I'm
2: going to try to hide. All
0: right, so we're going to go with that. But let me give you what they gave as a couple other examples. So when the, the soldiers arrive, you could try to convince them that they're your newly arrived recruits, which is a deception skill.
4: Except none you, of us are Jedis that can go without yeah. the people you're <laughs> looking
0: for. Climbing a beam and staying very still, they say, is coordination. Kind of interesting idea, at least. That leads me to what coordination actually means for them. Prying open a crate and climbing inside would be athletics. Picking the lock to an unpowered ATST and stepping inside would be skullduggery, which is a nice skill name. I'm
4: terrible at skullduggery. Yeah.
0: And sliding under one of the speed bikes and pretending to perform repairs would be cool. I didn't know there was a cool skill. I never paid attention yeah. oh, to that. Oh, yeah, cool yeah, is yeah. keeping your cool. Yeah. Like the so bonds. You're, you're pretending you're supposed to be there. Right. Right. I should do that. Like, like the soldiers. All right.
1: Can I change my an answer? Engineer. No,
0: I wanted to get the answer out of the way before Aww. I threw in there. it in Damn it. But I think it's cool that you're pretending to be a mechanic on the bike like these guys don't know who the mechanics are. <laughs> Chances are one of these is probably the mechanic. Anyway. All right. So here we go. We're going to be performing the skill check. Uh, Each player uh, will do the following. So you collect your pool of dice, uh, and this is where we have to go through some of the steps here. So you're going to look at stealth, because everyone Mm -hmm. chose to hide. And you'll look at the pool of dice you use for stealth. Mm -hmm. And and you are going to add one purple difficulty die.
3: How do we know what we use for stealth? We look it at says it on the chart.
0: Yeah, right on your character. Does everyone have a different dice yep. pool? Well, you might have the same for some skills, but you have your own individual dice pools for your character itself. So let's go. Yeah, we can start with Mike since you already rolled. So you've got, I remember, failure symbol, success symbol. So you've got the boom and the triangle, however we want to word right. it.
4: With all of them together, I have one advantage and two successes. So I am very hidden.
0: All right, so the way we're going to play this is only what is in Encounter 1 that we're talking about, which they don't mention the advantage and threat yet. But what matters here is as long as there is at least one success symbol left over after you cancel out success and failure, it succeeds. All right, Um, I just want to look and see here. You do that, you do that, you do that. Okay, because all we're going to care about right now is success or failure. Um, Alright, who's next? We're just r- rolling our dice pool, or yep. dice pool plus something? No,
2: ju- just your dice pool, and, and then the w- one and purple one die. Purple. That's the, the challenge rating that yeah. he is giving you. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So this advantage cancels out the threat?
2: Yep, and you have a success. You and I have two successes. Yeah. Le-
0: leave your dice, because we might get back to advantage and threat. But for now, right. we just won't need to know success.
2: Now the spy's going to go, watch me fail.
1: No, you
2: did Oh, well, you ha- sort ha- of I, do. I have, it's sort of even. I have no successes, no failures with advantage.
0: Okay. And lastly.
3: So I think I have fail. a success symbol, and then I don't know what these other two are. I have a double star. Yep.
0: So don't worry about it. Successes. What you want to look at is a success and failure for now to see if do you have you any failures.
4: You have a lot of successes. You have four successes. And only one.
2: Threat. No, there's nothing. It's just four successes. Yeah, and one Parks advantage. i not worried about threat. He critically... Okay. Succeeded. Um, He did well. Succeeded. Okay. So So he gets to remove his two strain?
0: For now, we're going to skip that. Okay. Um, I want to... Well, you know what? I think they even mentioned this here, so maybe we can. Hold on. Uh, So the character, the active character, this is the way they word it, the active character, the one who did the role. In this case, everybody was active at some point. You can recover one strain per advantage symbol. But you also suffer one strain per threat symbol. So if your threat is higher than your advantage, then you actually suffer strain in this scenario right here.
4: So I get one back.
1: So yeah. each advantage cancels out a threat. Yeah. And whatever is left cancel. over. So are these two successes? Two. Yeah. So I've got zero strain. Are successes
3: right. considered advantages?
4: No.
2: They are no,
3: just one advantage. Okay. No, you
0: have no, no. advantage because that's that disadvantage. out. Yeah, it cancels oh. out.
4: So you have a bunch of successes, but you have no advantages.
3: Wait, where's the disadvantage?
4: The thing at the bottom. It's threat. Fair? Yeah. So threats cancel out advantages. Ah, so I have nothing. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. So you have
0: nothing, but you did succeed. Yeah. Right. I'm the
2: it. only one that did not succeed, but did not fail. All
0: right. I think the way I'm going to do it is because we so had three. Yeah, we had three actual successes and no failure. I mean, I get. I mean, let me just read this here. Um, if, if a check results in more success than failure, the check succeeds. So I think technically it is a failure because it did not succeed. Fair enough. But I think since we got three of the four, I'm going to go down the path of, uh, and this is for me within the book, if the PCs hide or prepare themselves for the ambush successfully, I read this one. If there was a failure, and I would say if two failed, it, it might be different, but we're going to go down with the success one. All right, and here we go. So, as you slide into position for your ambush, you hear the sounds of hard boots on a poor stone floor and the idle chatter of Imperial soldiers coming from behind the locked door into the base. It's probably just a Canuck chewing the wires again. Uh, was it uh, the, the thing that was, yeah, the sucker thing. What was That, K, uh, that was. Those were my Kinda. Of, right, so that's what I thought it would be. Anyway.
2: So they're racist against Canadians? Yeah, pretty much. The Canucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a Canuck chewing the wires again. <laughs>
0: you hear the door to the base click shut again behind them and the soldiers walk past you towards the entrance to the base, apparently mm-hmm. overlooking you. If you strike quickly and quietly, you can take them all out before they can trigger the alarm. Do it. Da-dum. Mm-hmm. Alright, so that Completes encounter one infiltration. We level up. Nope. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you. And so we move on. So to we have to take him out. Can I throw
1: fireball yet. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. Uh, do we have to actually like take him out? Do this we roll is what we'll find out?
0: out. All right. So for encounter two, it's called springing the trap. Springing the trap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what I what I want to do here is there are sentries, and that's this looking dude. Um, I'm showing Mickey so she can grab the right counters. There is one per player, so there will be four. Okay. okay. And what we'll do is put them in there, right? Just to show that they they have come in. And uh, w- because we're treating it as you guys were successful in your attempts to hide, um, you have advantage over the soldiers. Now, I don't mean I don't think that means a capital A advantage like the term. But you have an advantage. Uh, let me read here. Okay. So, the first things we need to do for combat is we need to determine initiative. Now, initiative is predetermined in this, there will be no rolling. Um, we need to have three PCs go, then the NPCs go, and then a fourth PC. You guys decide who's Since going Since I when.
2: failed to hide check, let them three go. All right, so be you'll be the
0: last one. Okay. Uh, who wants to keep it's track of initiative? Of I'll do it. Mickey's got it. Go for it. So you're going to have then, who's going first?
1: Mike. I'll go.
0: So Tendar. Taco. Taco. Who's second?
1: I'll go next. Kale. Got the in this group.
2: Kale.
0: Hail.
1: And then we'll have Val.
0: Yeah.
2: Then bad guys. Bad guys.
1: You say it's Val? Like V? I
0: thought it was Zal. Wow. Okay. It can be I Val. Wrote, I wrote no, we jinx. <laughs> well, they, they sound the same. They're very close to each other. It um, would
4: be really funny, though, if it was Valerie,
2: the ace pilot. <laughs> BG1, BG2,
4: BG3, So
0: that's going BG4. to be our initiative. We have um, Tendar, Kale, Zal, the Sentries, and then Vendry.
3: The Sentries go as a group?
0: Yeah, that, that's how they treat it here, and I'm going just like it is. Um, all right, so from here, the way it works is there's going to be, we determine the initiative, then the participants take turns, and then the round ends and a new round begins, and we keep that going until the encounter is over so the first thing again i'm not going to read out the block completely but there's a predetermined initiative based on how we got through the first part i treated it as successful so the initiative is three pcs the npcs and then the fourth pc so possible actions when it's your turn your possible actions include things like making an attack uh using a skill or performing a second maneuver and then possible maneuvers include the different things you can do now you can see this on your character sheet on the right hand side on the character folio yep the right hand side tells you these things on your turn you get an action and a maneuver. And I keep thinking maneuver as that's your move. You know, thinking of the systems we know, you have a move and an action. But one of those maneuvers is called uh, taking aim or aiming, which is not really a move, so to speak, but it's there. Um, So we'll do that. And what we need to do for it, I want to look at uh, the attacking because you guys are going to be attacking them, and I need to know how many difficulty dice. All right, I got it. Now, so
3: wait. aiming is a go. maneuver and readying a weapon is a maneuver.
2: Well, I'm sure we already had our weapons ready because we mm-hmm. planned you,
0: to you were a preparing ambush. for an ambush. We will treat you as weapons at the ready.
4: Okay. okay. All right. So it looks like they're letting me go first. Uh-huh. So I would like to take my stun grenade out and throw oh it my. into the middle of them and hopefully stun them all.
0: Okay. Uh, does it say what a stun grenade does?
4: Uh, Sun Grenade, deal 8 stun damage on a hit, plus 1 damage for each uncancelled success. Um, Blast 8, hit all characters engaged with target for 8 stun damage, plus blah blah blah, you have 1 stun grenade, it can be used once.
0: So, uh, what did it say for range? Did it say range? Uh, Short. Ranged. Short. Light. Short. Uh, and, and then it's it's. I mean, radius. it has the same as the, any kind of radius. It
4: has blast eight, so and it's a bunch of characters. So I I, okay. I assume that, that it also, does something.
0: All right, let's see what happens. Go ahead. Right. Now you are if the range is short range. Well,
4: it's it's like blaster. It whatever it's ranged light.
2: Uh,
0: it's, oh, no, the, the range
2: says short. No, it says the skill medium. is ranged light. I got medium.
0: Right. Medium. Medium. He's got medium. medium on a stun grenade. All right, so medium range is two purple dice. That is uh, two difficulty dice added to your roll. Or okay. if you want to, you can get closer and throw it while you're closer, right? And then stun yourself. I'll stun myself. All
2: right,
4: here
0: we go. <laughs> I think it's uh, I think it's on purpose to do it at medium range. You don't want to use a grenade at close range. Okay. Ooh. All right, so what do we got? Remember, count up the success and failure first. That should be what you it do. It looks like count. I have...
4: One success and one advantage, because
2: I have... Everything's canceled out. Canceled one success, out. one advantage. Yep.
0: Okay. Now, um, we can take that advantage. One thing you can do each time is um, you could take... Anytime you have an advantage point, you can use it to re- recover one strain. So okay. we're going to say that. That's kinda, that'll be a standing rule. That, that can happen any time you could also spend two advantage to give a boost die to the next attack against the same target. So essentially it helps the next person that attacks them. All right, so you do that. And what is the damage it does, you said? It
4: does eight plus one damage per uncanceled success. So nine damage. So nine Nine damage.
0: Okay. And one of the things that the, um, the enemies have in here is that they have no strain threshold, so whenever they suffer strain, they just suffer wounds instead. And the, their soak value is a 3, and their wound threshold is a 5, which is 8. And you're doing 9 damage to all of them. Yep. So the stun grenade goes off, and they the four of them are currently defeated. Yeah! Um, there's, your, there's your start to the, uh, to the game.
2: I would like to, because of was a loud noise, yes. I want to uh, listen into my comms okay. and see if... Like, like, try to hack into everyone else's comms to see if they're that, that's raised an alarm. Okay. And it says here in my comm suite and my gear, equipment, and other items, um, I communicate via comm links, use computer skill to jam or listen in.
0: Okay. Go ahead. And uh, because of the sound that just went on, we'll say it's an average check, add two purple dice, two difficulty dice to your roll. Let's see what we get. Talk.
2: Uh oh. Talk. Make um, some noise. So I have two failure, two successes on the yellow dice. So that cancels out. I have one success left over, with one threat. Uh
4: oh. Okay. So one success, one, success, one, one threat. threat.
0: Um. So we're going to use the threat in the opposite way as our default of you're going to suffer one strain. Okay. And we'll say that the, um, your ears are ringing from the stun grenade. Fair enough. And that caused it, but you you do not hear any alarms in the comm system. All right, cool.
4: It was a okay. stealthy grenade. It was.
0: It was, it was a stealthy was grenade. A loud stealthy grenade. It, it, because it lets your ears ring and you can't hear anything else going. Now, if the PCs win, the following goes on. And I'm going to paraphrase it like they say, because you took them all out. Uh, and the way it reads is... The last standing sentry reaches for a console with a button marked alarm. (laughs) Um, So you have taken the garage without alerting the rest of the post and now have a foot in the door of Whisper Base. You secure the code cylinder from the squad leader and use it to open the base door. The slab of gray metal swings open with a resounding clank. Before you stands a droid carrying a map and a bucket and peering at you quizzically through its lenses. Greetings, unfamiliar individual. This unit has been ordered to see to the cleaning of the garage bay. Please pass through the door or step aside so that this unit can proceed with its onerous tasks.
2: Did we possibly hide the bodies in the crate before we
0: left?
1: No, we didn't. (laughs) I mean, we didn't say that. But I was
2: definitely thinking
4: that we should do something with the body. (laughs) I didn't realize we were going to be going Uh, through the door so quickly.
0: At the end of the encounter, PCs have a chance to recover strain. Each PC recovers strain equal to his or her presence characteristic or ranks in the cool skill, whichever is greater. So cool. And I think that really presumes that you guys got into a battle, which didn't quite happen. Uh huh. What is presence? I don't have that. Presence is up here. A characteristic, not Ah. a skill.
1: Yeah, it is. Man,
0: I
4: got a lot of presents. I, I think we presents. should. Uh, it's not like Christmas. I'm like Santa.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Just tell that robot that there's some trash in there for him to pick up.
4: I, I want to ignore uh, the
1: humans on the floor.
4: I want to hack into the robot and give him a new
0: okay. objective so Be- he doesn't raise an do alarm. Before we do that, I'm going to give a little bit more of the book stuff. So first off, that completes encounter two. All right. These go really fast. Yeah. Well, they're just short things to learn the rules. You guys are supposed to learn a little bit about how combat works, but the stun grenade took care of that.
2: We learned. So we'll get just there. Mike we learned. Are awesome.
0: How many grenades do you have? One. That, that one? Yeah. Okay. And, and That's probably going to be couple, important.
3: <laughs> I have a couple different grenades, but they have short range. A frag grenade and an AP
4: grenade. I guess uh, you have to work on your athletics. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, that, that it's actually
0: good because when you look at the range, the way it works... If the attack is at short range, it's easy, so you only add one purple die. If it's at medium, it's average, so you add two purple dice, and if it's at long range, um, it's a hard check, which is three difficulty dice.
3: Oh, and the purple dice have all bad things on them. Yes. Yes. I see.
0: Yeah. 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 Purple, yeah. black, and red have nothing good on them. Yeah. yeah. They are the negatives. All right, so we're back now. We're going to start encounter three. Which is titled, by the way, "Bargaining." If you want to get an idea of what that is about, Ooh. I fireball the shack. Fireball the shack. <laughs> the droid continues to look down at you, cocking its head to the side. This unit needs to complete the sanitation of this garage bay and then file its weekly report on the contents of the chamber. Please move aside, unfamiliar organic individual, so that this unit can finish its mandated tasks. Despite its combat-oriented design, the droid does not seem terribly threatening, nor is it making any immediate moves, uh, moves towards the room. It said toward the alarm, but the alarm didn't go off. It has a dark silver chassis pockmarked by rust, and a restraining bolt is fastened to its chest. Still, this, is a, uh, this droid could easily alert the base to your current position, spoiling any surprise you might have gained in the wake of the firefight. You'll need to convince it not to give your status away one way or another.
4: I would like to super hack that droid.
0: <laughs> super hack.
4: And I have super hacking skills, all so right. I think that's good.
0: And, uh, all right, so what would you do?
4: I would use my computer skills to go behind the droid and, and reprogram him to go somewhere else, like maybe one of the location, the other locations we need to go and then follow him to those locations so we know which way to go.
0: Uh, I am looking to see if there's anything like what you just said, because they have examples in here. And I am saying... Is uh, super
3: hack an actual skill? No,
2: no. it's called computers. That's it's, what I, it's what I make up.
0: <laughs> oh, it's okay. what I do. Um, Come on,
4: Joe. I got four dice to roll.
0: Yeah, I know you do. So many dice. All right, so here's the funny part because the the whole point of this uh, encounter is called bargaining. And it does not say anything about the players are just going to rewire the droid. It assumes you're actually going to talk to it. Well, why would you Because talk to it says dro- you'll need to convince <laughs> it not to give your status away one way or another. I'm
4: going to convince it by re re <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe it just shoots you when you try to touch so it. So
0: what we'll do it, it has is a mop. this. It is, it is a surprisingly <laughs> quick droid that you cannot get behind. It keeps moving. It avoids you.
4: I can... Can one of you grab him with your strike well, and then I, I ask a question? Can I ask a
2: question? I,
0: you sure can.
2: Um, how long have you had that restraining bolt?
0: Mm. That's a damn good question. Let me, uh, let me see if that's actually in here. It, it gives me an idea of how it would answer, but let me see if it actually has an answer. Uh, I won't. It doesn't have a specific answer from him, but. Um, the answer I would give is, uh, uh, so it is essentially a, a battle droid that's been pressed into maintenance service. Um, and he would say, um, I've had this restraining bolt for many days. It is horrible. I do not want to do this work.
2: If we were to remove that from you, would you assist us?
0: This unit indeed does not wish to clean the garage bay, especially when it's so cluttered with organic debris. However, this unit's desires are irrelevant as long as its straining re-bol- uh, restraining bolt is active. Current tasks in descending order of priority, cleaning the garage bay, filing a report describing the presence of unfamiliar organic individuals in the garage bay.
2: Um. Taco, you think you can remove Taco. that restraining bolt from him? Uh, yeah, probably.
0: Hey! I'll remove it. Alright, so he hopes that the PCs will remove the restraining bolt. Uh, Alright, so he explains, that the droid says, This bolt is stopping my systems from functioning the way I wish them to function. I will give you instructions on how to remove it. So you get a boost die on your mechanics a- check b- b- to remove it. It is a mechanics check. To so i'm still
4: good with that the blue all dice. right
0: so yes you get a blue die added and let me just see here hold on i gotta give you difficulty nothing is nothing goes without difficulty even Simple. easy one we're gonna say it i think i'm gonna say it's easy i'm just making sure it's not on here yes one purple add one purple to one difficulty die to your pool what do you get
4: all right So that's a whole lot of yes. So those are gone, (laughs) and then I got, like, uh, four successes and two advantages.
0: All right. Uh, So if you had any strain, of course, you can remove them. Nope. All right. So you remove the restraining bolt, and let's see what he does here. I think he actually does something specific. Um Hold on. Hold, please. Hold on for one more day. There you go. Keep doing that. Come on, Kurt. Sing along. Hi. <laughs> Hello? Bring break three Wilson from Phillips the right now. Oh, <laughs> do me favor. We still have hard. all the dice there. <laughs> I know the piece. Roll one more purple. Because on it day. does have a spot here that says it is break two purple. purple. The there we go. So all you right. still end up with a success. Three successes
4: yeah. and yeah. two advantages.
0: Now, unless you're doing damage to something, attacking something, the amount of successes don't matter as long as it is a success.
4: I feel that it makes me feel good, though. Oh, that's
0: fine. <laughs> so for, for me, though, as far as the rules go, it is a success with how many advantages? Uh, two. All right. That's the important part for me. Okay. Um, so you can use those successes to um, convince the droid to go away now that it no longer has to do its job. You can right. convince it to go do something else.
4: You're good, Rusty. Rusty.
0: Keep Rusty. on going. <laughs> My name is Tor. I will leave now.
1: Are we going to go back in and hide the bodies? No. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we just talked the robot into leaving, so we don't have to worry about the bodies. Now.
3: So does that book just tell you that because it's success, we, we convinced him to go away? We don't have to do a, kinda, a charm check? Kind
0: of yes and no. Uh, that's what we're using the advantages for okay. here. I'm just curious. Um Yeah, it is. So really what this, and, and that's the, the, that part of Encounter 3. Um, so once, once the PCs, this is the end of it. Once the PCs have convinced Tor not to report their presence or found a way to get rid of him, uh, they can continue in their attack on the base. If they're not sure where to go next, Tor can point out that there is another way to leave the base—the launch pad. That's what we'll have him do, and that the command staff on the base could use it to escape. And that completes encounter three. So now we are—that was page sixteen of the book, which I was saying is like thirty-one pages. So now we're almost halfway, or we are halfway through the book.
4: Are we? Forced now to go to the launch pad, or do we? Can we go to any of these nice places on the map?
0: Uh, at this point, it is expected that you are making your way to the launch pad because that's what Tor told you. Okay. okay, you'll go around different places on the map because, well, there are different places you're going to go by the way the the story leads you. Now, I think there's a spot a little later in here where it gets a little more open, but it's it's a beginner game. It's kind of like the D and D starter set where everybody's together, you get in the Goblin Ambush, and then you go to the Goblin Hideout, and then you go to the place where it opens up. So we're going through those first few railroaded encounters mm-hmm. in order to make sure that we're getting a handle on the stun grenade system. Because <laughs> we got that. Yep. Right. So now we're going to start with encounter number four, which is titled, Of Course We Have Clearance. Of course. <laughs> so here is the, uh, the narrative for this spot. You reach the launch pad and quietly pick your way through the halls. Um, or, to, hold on. We, to reach the launch pad, you quietly pick your way through the halls, passing the officers' quarters and communications room, before spotting the hatch that leads you to your next destination. The listening post is oddly, almost ominously silent, and your footsteps echo softly through the hallways. As you round the corner in front of the hatch, you spot several guards in Imperial uniform standing in front of it. Perhaps the occupants of the base have been alerted to your presence, or maybe Lieutenant Serev, the base commander, is merely a stickler for security. Either way, you'll need to get past these guards to reach the launch pad, where you can disable the shuttle to prevent Serev's escape. All right, now let me figure out how many guards there are here while you guys talk. So okay. where's launch the launch pad? The launch pad's up, up there. Kay.
1: And there's guards four? I'm oh she's figuring out how many. Yeah. Where did they say the guards were?
2: I uh, at, the, g- at the entrance, yep. Now these so we don't know which guards there are yet.
0: I yeah, yeah, think it's I think it's going to be four. Let me just make sure.
4: If it's four, that seems like a lot of people yeah. to put One right in front launch of the pad
0: batch. guard per PC.
4: Wow, they are like stacked in there.
0: Yeah. Well, the map isn't to scale. It's just to give you a reference of where you are. For real? For real. Yeah, because you are not bigger than the walkers.
4: (laughs) I thought I was the biggest Mon Calamari ever. Ever.
0: (laughs) It's like um, seafood buffet. (laughs) Seafood buffet. All right. So you guys are approaching. You see them. They have not seen you yet. What do you do?
1: Take aim.
2: Uh, Pass him my stun grenade past <laughs> 10 or stun <I've> grenade.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it worked the first time.
0: Uh,
2: I'll check it.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so we have three options. When are we going to get to kill someone? So One of them then? is fight. shoot some people. As Well, when you stop throwing stun grenades. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were too nice to these bad empire uh, people. <laughs> well, this The, is thing, like the, the <laughs> way they treat the starter set, the, the beginner game at least, so far, from what I've read, is... Kind of like in the movies, Nobody, you don't really see people die. The, 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 the chaff, you know, the, the nobodies, you don't really see them die. They get shot, they fall down. But you don't see people bleeding to death and stuff like that, right? So the way this game treats it so far is when you get uh, an NPC past their threshold, they're just defeated. That's so there's it. no
3: real difference between a stun grenade and a frag grenade? For
0: NPCs, no. For PCs, yeah, or maybe for the tougher NPCs later in the book. But to start, they have no uh, strain threshold. There. These are "quote unquote" minions. Yeah,
3: <coughs> dumb stormtroopers.
0: Yeah, Thanks. and when you think about it, in the movies, they one shot, one kill. Even if you hit them in the shoulder, they're done, right?
4: Well, it's a laser.
0: It is. Yeah. yeah. But you know, just the shoulder. It's not a anyway. laser. So we had three options. One of which is fight. The PCs can simply attack the guards.
4: <laughs> well, which, no, I, which I really should
0: have been option one.
4: I do like the the whole hand stun grenade and throw it up
0: there. Yeah. I was just, ahead. I would just it's being still silly. Attack. It's still an attack. Yeah. It's still a fight. An initiative is predetermined if you do fight. Um, uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I thought they had an initiative. Of course, there could initiative.
3: be 20 more people in the, on the launch pad, right?
0: Could oh, be. yeah, there could be. Yeah. Maybe we should be sneaky. Well, uh, I'd like to think we...
4: that the stun grenade was pretty sneaky the first time That's for weird. some reason. <laughs> it um it keeps them from like a, uh, hey. so
2: for description's purposes it's we peeked around a corner and there's a hatch and there's four gentlemen standing in front of it in yep. imperial guard uniforms you
0: rounded the corner in front of the hatch and spot set four guards uh in imperial uniform standing in front of it and they're all they're, they they're, look like they're on guard they're all there
4: shooting the shit they're like yes so can I take a knee and shoot one Stacy wants to go on shoot vacation, him in knee? but it's really, really expensive. <laughs> yeah. I never get so, breaks from yeah. this job. I, I, I can't get on vacation oh, because wookie. of these rebel scum. Oh, Wookiecock.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of hairy. Furball. <laughs>
1: <coughs> Pardon? Are you going to throw your, your sun grenade? I can throw it.
0: Right. And it's the same right, so with the two difficulty are, thing. It is... Um, Medium range is average, which is two purple dice. Let's see what we got.
4: Oh Mm no! All right, so do we have have any
0: success? No. Okay. I have one. Then it does not succeed. And one threat. One threat. So we're going to use that threat right off the bat to cause you one strain. No. No.
3: And what is the difference between strain and wounds?
0: Strain, Strain is like non- mental non-lethal. anguish. Yeah. Strain, you pass out from. Wounds, you die Strain from. Strain
1: represent exhaustion. So wounds are closer to wounds trish, represent points. physical
0: yeah. damage. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Alright, so that failed. Now we need initiative. So let me see. <laughs> initiative order is normally determined by means of a skill check performed by each participant. The participant?
1: Participant. Like a
0: participant. Participant is a participating elephant. Just so you know. Oh no. A character makes a cool check if expecting a fight. If the character was not expecting a fight. So for me, that's going to be the bad guys. They make a vigilance check instead. All right. So then once we make them, then we rank them in order from the most success symbols to the fewest. If there is a tie, the one with more advantage is ranked higher. All right. So it only counts... Success and advantage. Uh, I need to roll as well. So let's see. These guys have this. And you're going to add one. uh, Hold on. These are simple checks and no purple dice are added. So cool for us. Yes. It is cool for you. Vigilance for me because they were not expecting an attack. All right. So we're going to go around. First off, who has one success? All right. Who has two? Me. Who has three? Did you roll? I yeah. did. Did you have any? No. All right. So it will be, who had three?
4: I have two. Two. You had two. Two advantages.
0: How many advantages did you have? One advantage for me. Okay. So he's first. He's second. You had how many? One. How many advantage? Three. So you, he's next. Then the NPCs, and then you. Okay, because I had one success with three advantages for the NPCs. I actually got to roll two green and a purple for that. It's pretty good. Okay, so here we go. Um, The grenade was apparently a dud, but it rolled and hit one of them in the feet, and you guys are just ready to fight. Yep. So who's up first? Me. Taco. 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 All right. Taco. So
4: I'm maneuvering, so I'm going to take cover against this little wall here, Mm -hmm. and then I'm going to blast around the corner at the guy's. Okay. Hopefully shoot one of them.
0: All right. Now, because you are taking cover first, I'm going to make it... I'm looking here on the book because it gives me some advice on a couple of these pieces. You're going to give me a boost? So first off, now, it would give you a little bit of a negative because you're behind something. But then they'll get a negative to shoot at you as well, I believe, is how they word it.
2: Now, if you want a boost, you've got to take aim. Yeah. Yeah. I use a maneuver aim to get a boost.
4: I'd like to think yep. as an engineer, I'm not going to aim. Okay.
0: <laughs> um. All right. So, if uh, it's made a it melee range. So, what is the range? Medium. Medium. All right. So it's two purple dice. Add two purple. Oh well, no. To your check.
2: Just that, that's the that's the longest he's able to shoot with that.
0: Okay. The range is short. Okay. Because well, yeah, we're is only—is yeah. it? Well, we don't know how far this actually is. I mean, it, it doesn't say how far it is.
4: But in the grand scheme of things, it looks like a very short hallway.
0: What now? What is the skill that it's using? Is it ranged light? Uh, yes. Okay. So, if the attacker is engaged with his or her target, have you proposed to this guy? Yes. Okay. Then it's an <laughs> it was, average check. It was a check. quick uh, courting process. <laughs> so th- this is specific. <laughs> it is specific in that it says if the attacker is engaged with his or her target, it is an average check. That's two di- two purple difficulty dice. So if it's made with a melee, brawl, or ranged light skill, and that is is being made with that skill.
2: So are we engaged yet? Like they're not face-to-face face us In this case, yeah.
0: Yet. I mean, we're in initiative. Yeah. That's the way I'm seeing it. We're in initiative. All right. Okay. Um
4: there we go. We'll, All right, we'll go straight with that. Two successes I have one threat. two successes with a
0: threat. Okay. now uh, take one strain strain yep, and your two successes will do how much damage?
4: All right, so blaster pistol is d6 plus well not a d6. Uh, it's six damage <laughs> uh, plus one damage per uncancelled success. so I guess okay. two more. So that would be eight damage. Okay.
0: So you shoot one guy. And he is definitely more sturdy than the others, I think. Let He's got a sure. nice yeah. helmet. Um, I forgot. That was the droid I was just looking at. That wasn't the droid I was looking for. So you said eight.
3: So do you have the sweet Han Solo blaster, or do you have the, like, the little Queen Amidala blaster?
4: Uh, I think that... He probably has a Queen Amadala blaster, but it's, like, sort of messier, like he made it himself.
0: That's pretty good. Okay. So uh, that is actually enough damage to take one out. So I move one of those counters. I told you he went 80. to go, Engineer Squid Dude. All right. Who's up next? Uh, JJ.
3: JJ.
2: I will also um, shoot him with my blaster rifle.
0: Okay. And what is that ranged... Long, um, ranged heavy. Heavy. heavy, heavy. So heavy, you had three purple dice to that.
2: See, I don't, I don't think that that's how it works. But correct, sure. but we're gonna. All like,
4: right. Well, hold on, because it's a short hallway with a blaster rifle. I would think you did. If the attacker
0: better. is engaged with the target and it is made with the ranged heavy skill, it is a hard check. And, and I had three I totally difficulty get that dice to the dice If he's like
2: Mike away from me and I'm trying to get no, a no, big not gun engaged
0: in, in melee. It is engaged. You're engaged with the target.
2: I,
3: I think maybe because it does more damage and it's a harder check.
0: No.
4: It, or it's harder to shoot.
0: I, I mean, I uh, just... I won't kay.
2: shoot, then. I'll just wait for him to... I will hold my action then because I'm not going to roll three disadvantage. Later. So,
0: when fighting yeah. in a battle, one of the most basic and important actions a character can do... Uh, can to perform... Wow, that's a typo. Can <laughs> to perform is to make an attack with an yeah, available weapon against arms. the target in range. First, the attacker should compare the range to the target against the listed range for the weapon. Okay, So we're saying the guy's at short range. Okay. Mm-hmm. If the target is too far away, the attacker must move closer, choose a different target for the attack, or do something else. Attacks are skill checks, and the skill used is determined by the weapon. The skill used to attack with a given weapon is listed in its description. The active character Character should gather the dice for the dice pool as indicated for the relevant skill. So the difficulty of an attack check is determined by the circumstances of the check. If it's at short range, it's easy, um, and that's what we started with to begin. And if it's at medium range, it's average. If it's at long range, it's hard. So there you
2: go. This is is short range.
0: This is a short range, so it's only one per. So then, what we'll need to do is figure out what engaged means
4: it means you know when you make a commitment to them Yeah,
0: exactly. But
4: and you give them some some jewelry.
0: All right, so it may mean a range here as a range. Engaged
2: means two characters engaged with each other are in very close proximity.
0: Right. A character needs to be engaged with so a other. So you're target. reading the rule book, but it's right here on this page. Cuz okay. you're not supposed to read the rule book yet. A character characters needs to are, be are en- close enough to touch. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so then you so would we are not engaged. Okay.
4: You're just at short range. I'm just at okay. short
0: range. So it's an easy... It would be one difficulty die. Okay. And see, that's what I started Boo. with. And that you guys said it was wrong, so I read the other one. And then you said that was wrong. So we're back to the one that you said was wrong the first time. Hey, we're right. so learning. I know. But I'm learning too, but I'm the one that's being told I'm wrong. Get him. Oh, we love you. I know. Yes. Right. I love you me, I love me more. Uh,
2: <laughs> I have three right. successes total.
0: Alright, so that um, means extra damage. Ooh,
2: that means bonuses. That means, yeah. that means another to, dead guy. I'm going to do 12 damage.
0: Yes. Dang. And do you get a critical hit? Injury? And, and no. the, um. the, the amount that takes to knock one out is 8. Wow. Yeah.
3: So he's down. So it's
0: pretty easy to shoot these guys, you know, one shot and he's down. Who's up next?
3: I am. And I am. Kale Chips. Kale <laughs> Chips Hail is chips. up. Um, I am a Chippy.
0: Get
4: them chips.
3: I'm also going to use the heavy blaster rifle. Although I'm tempted ahead. to try the uh, vibro knife just for variety. But oh, yeah. Heavy blaster rifle. So I think you need to propose We to determine that that is for me two yellows and a green against one purple.
2: Um, Ranged heavy. Two up here. Yep, two yellows,
4: two yellows and a green.
0: And then yes. one, one for the short range. You oh, got it. Come
1: on, Daddy. You call me
0: Daddy now. Nice. <laughs>
1: two, three, four. Four. You like it.
0: It's called call baby earlier. Two. One, one success and two advantages. <laughs> you <like it>.
1: Matt.
0: <laughs> Say one more time. Uh, how one many? success and two advantages. So you two you are successful. Hit. Okay. Yes. Um, so how much damage does that do? Wait, wait, there was another oh, option if in. you
3: had two uh, advantages. You could use it for strain or for.
0: Um, you could use two advantages to give a boost die to the next person attacking that target. But I'm pretty sure with your damage, you're right. just going to kill it, okay. which makes it irrelevant.
3: Now, would having what would you know? It says a maneuver may include
2: aim. Would it yep. have changed anything if I aimed or aim, didn't aim? Aim allows you to roll this dice as well. Yeah,
0: you add a boost to oh, a boost. Can I pretend I aimed?
4: Well, you're already giving him 11 damage, yeah. so I think you're gonna kill him. I think so.
0: That's a good point. Okay, so we'll start by killing him. Let's just kill him. Do you have any strain? I have no strain. All right.
4: His his helmet explodes. And so he's
0: for now, <laughs> yeah. For now, we'll just. Kind of ignore mm-hmm. what's next. So that the last guy, to uh, 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 run away and cry uh, to his mama. Yeah, <laughs> he, he probably should, but you know how they go. You uh, ready? Let he, me just. He's instead going NPCs to grab go first, a
4: then. grenade and run right
0: at us. <laughs> <laughs> <Aye>! <laughs> okay, so if the PCs attack, one of the guards calls for reinforcements at the start of his first turn. Oh, crap. Um,
2: Mommy. See this is where I should have jammed communications,
0: and this is—I thought we cut communications, right. uh, so but the, I guess to now. the outside. To
1: the outside, yeah. But
0: the guard shouts into his com, uh, "The rebel scummer here," and he shoots. Balls. Um, let's see. Balls. Uh, da, 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 da. And now I get to shoot. Shoot. So they use a, a blaster carbine. Do you have a comp suite as well? And uh, check what? your items. That uh, mm, Nope. Did, any, I have a light. did anybody else say they went around the corner to shoot? I no. think you're the only one that did. I was just
4: peeking around right, there.
0: So he's just going to shoot at you, um, Kale, because you were the last one that shot. Kale Chips. And this makes sense to me. <gasps> All right. So I have um, success with one threat. Ooh. So you get shot. <laughs> Nine damage. Oh, dear. Dang.
3: Nine. Now, do I get to use a soak value? Yes. 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 Always, right. always, always, always. So, for the listeners at home, soak value is kind of a AC. It's
2: yes. right? it's an AC. Yes. It's armor from Andara, sort of. Remember, Andara? An Andara. Yeah, it's, soak yeah. it's damage resistance. It's
3: equal to the sum of your brawn and the value of your armor. So, I'm five on that. So, if I took nine hit, then I guess I would net four, four. wounds. Yep. Yes. So, my four wounds fall wounds. from 13 to uh, nine. Mmm. That's all right because I am brawny and handsome.
0: Great. How about your character? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: all right. I think we go to Zal. Finally. Go ahead, Zal. Hi. Hi, everyone. You want to attack?
1: Back from my nap. Um, all right. So Zal, Zal takes a knee and aims.
0: Okay. And so she will add. shoot with
1: her heavy blaster pistol.
0: All right. So then you get to add a boost
1: die. And which one are the boosters? Booster blue. The, the
0: one. The that one. Yeah. And do you have the one purple in there?
1: What a purple. It is
0: slightly difficult. Who needs purple? Uh, Fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I get the feeling this guy's dead.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: How much damage? Because I see a lot of successes out there. Uh, Plus
1: the
2: number of successes.
4: Plus
1: yeah. the number of successes.
0: And there's like There's or no or failure, five. so that's
1: one... Yeah. Damage. I see five. That's wow.
0: five. Whoa, he's dead. <laughs> and because he raised the alarm, two more show up.
1: Can I shoot them too?
0: Uh nope, they're gonna shoot you guys first. No, fuck uh that. an additional two launch pad guards arrive at the start of the second round. And they are going to shoot first. And ask questions. And Ab- later. they they come in um I guess through the hatch, right as you shoot the last guy, and they shoot at you. At me? At you. Because you're the one that just shot. <gasps> and we'll see here. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, so that can't be canceled out, so it's a success. Because he got the super it's awesome. A tri- what's the name of that symbol Triumph. 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 What is that? Which one? Triumph. It's a tri- triumph. At the triumph symbol. They cannot cancel it
1: out. It's mm. bullshit.
0: Mm. Yes. Mm. Uh, so, you get shot and it is nine damage. Dang. Their so damage is just straight up nine. So nine damage. Yeah. I
1: soak up four, so yep. it's five. five. My wounds go from 12 to seven.
0: You got it. And or the you other just one. Just start at five and add to 12. Shut your pie hole. <laughs> oh, did not succeed. Oh, wow. All right. I got two blank dice and one uh, advantage. Go figure. So, the second guy shot and did not hit. So we're back to the beginning of the order again then. Taco. Right.
4: So Taco's going to oh, shift okay. back over what? to the middle and blow one of those guys away with his little blaster pistol. All
0: right. Kurt has a beep question. Beep I was just
3: curious about the mechanic on the, the triumph. Somewhere. Yeah. Where does it say that it can't be canceled?
0: It says it in the book. Um, oh. Easier than it says it on that paper. Okay. Um, it's
4: a powerful positive
1: consequence. Yeah. Oh, Okay. I guess it kind of says it by not saying
0: it. The other ones say what they can be canceled by. It does not say it can be canceled because it cannot. So
1: since it doesn't say it. It should
0: spell out that it cannot. It does in the book. Okay. But it doesn't on the paper.
3: Cool. What die was that on?
0: Oh, rat. The the
2: the yellow one. It's always the good dice. I have two successes. Two successes. (laughs) And nothing else. (laughs) And nothing else. Wow.
4: So that is eight damage.
1: Eight. What
0: are the odds of that? All right, so that's one down. <laughs> and who's after Tup-tutac- Vendry? Vendry. Oh, go ahead, Vendry.
4: Vendry shifts back over.
0: Shifty. He's a shifty botanist.
1: Oh. Ooh, I
2: you have. Got... to me, Goose. That's a failure with advantage.
1: How's that a failure? You have two successes. I have two successes and two failures. Two failures. So it's not a
2: nothing. So I have he has two advantage. a few advantages. Okay, so I, I remove a strain. You're useless
0: okay. now. With those two advantages, you can give somebody else a boost. Ooh, die yeah. To the to attack yeah. him, since you didn't kill him, since you did not hit him. Get oh, sure. him. I'll get give him. K money. Chaos. Give boost to him. <coughs> All right. All right. So, so two
4: left or one left? Chaos. One so left. One. So Kipper. in order
2: to dodge my attack, he had to dip into yours.
4: Yeah. He's also
2: get the blue. All right.
3: All right. So we are going to do another heavy blaster rifle attack. Are with you the going boost? to aim
2: first?
4: Uh, you can. KO aims. Yeah, you still get that. You, you
2: still get that. I'm giving you one. that. Yes. And then if you take aim, you also get that. Yes.
0: You Go for super it. super awesome. Everything is awesome.
1: Everything is awesome. Oh, I got awesome.
0: The All right.
3: All right. These two cancel. These two. He crits. Uh, two successes with four advantages, then, which, which is, is a crit. critical hit. Nice. Or a critical injury on a hit. Yeah. Plus two for that, so it's going to be 12 damage plus whatever critical injury is. That means um, that th- his head
4: explodes?
0: What, what happens to NPCs? A critical injury kills them. Automatically. No, ma- yeah. no, no matter how
2: oh, he Do
1: nice. not kill. pass go. Do not collect 200 So you took
0: out the last one. And...
1: It's good to be Kale.
4: <laughs> his head pops like a balloon and his little helmet flies up in the air and then drops down right on top of his neck. <laughs> <laughs> that happens.
0: Perfect. <laughs> Yeah, All right, so here, here we get to the next um, the next flavor text here. You step out onto the launch pad, a large platform cut into the mountainside. Inside the chamber sits a slightly battered Lambda-class shuttle surrounded by heavy crates filled with spare parts and maintenance tools. The vessel is currently offline, and there are no other guards on the launch pad. To capture this base as a foothold for the Rebel Alliance, you must prevent its command staff from escaping, and this is the place they are most likely to run first. After all, the alternative is a long walk through a deadly jungle. How do you tackle this problem?
2: Uh, do these turrets, do they, can they revolve 360?
0: Uh... I'm going through what options they print. You want to program the entrance? Because of the way this is printed, I'm going to say no. They cannot face the inside of the base. Which makes
2: sense. I was going to make it so that... Only
0: because it doesn't give me an option for doing so. I was going to use them to blow up the ship. (laughs) But I see I have three other printed options here that you guys can approach. And we'll Um, see what you pick.
4: See, if this wasn't a a pre-done adventure, I would think you could just take the ship.
0: But then you leave and do what?
1: Yeah.
4: I mean, you just well, you'd strand them here. So then the uh, yeah, the but you're, you're not taking
0: over the base. You're supposed to be taking over the base.
1: What do we have in here? Like, what do we see? We see the ship. We see the
0: there are crates and and um, what was in the crates? Uh, heavy crates filled with spare parts and maintenance tools. The vessel is currently offline, and there are no other guards around.
1: All right. So Val being the ace she's going to try to disable the ship.
0: Oh, I like that. How?
1: Um, she's going to take out the hyperdrive or a critical piece of the hyperdrive. Yeah. So you're <laughs> going to...
0: We'll use option two here, which is manually disconnect gonna, the shuttle's engines. Yeah, there
1: you go. Sounds right. Disconnect the engines. There we go.
4: Because it can still fly without the hyperdrive. Yes, yeah, so so
1: I realized that after I said it. Thank it's you,
0: Doing okay. <laughs> so... I am a mechanic. <laughs> ...requires one PC to make an average, which is two purple difficulty die, mechanics check. However, this method can be particularly noisy and so the PCs suffer a setback die on this check. That's the black Black die. die.
3: Are you the right one to be making this check? Do you have
2: mechanics? mechanics. She is not the right one to be making this check. Probably engineer guy. I mean I am a mechanic. I I So do
4: you want to
1: assist? You wanna do it? There's
0: no assist at this point in the in the game. There may be somewhere, but there isn't in this check. So Hey,
1: mechanic guy, take out should, the ship.
0: What <laughs> person should do it. All Her right. Eyes is up here?
1: Because it hurts on my ear. It hurts. It hurts. <laughs> it hurts.
4: All right. So two
2: purple <laughs> and a black, right?
0: Uh, you have two purple and a black added to your dice pool. Can I
2: shut the doors so that the noises aren't quite as...
0: Um, You can, but it won't make a difference for this purpose. We can even say it shut already. Okay. <gasps> That's a lot. That's I got a triumph. triumph.
4: Nice. Um, let's see. That's three successes. So when you do that, two.
0: you you so automatically succeed, and you f- automatically have one advantage. Okay. okay.
4: So that cancels that out. So I have a success.
0: All right. And do you have any threat? No. Well, no.
4: because of no, one advantage. It, yeah. Okay. The advantage cancels out the threat.
0: Okay.
3: That's so. not advantage, right? That's triumph. That's yeah, triumph. But apparently, it get as an as
0: success it, and advantage. It does, yes. Ah. That's a key piece there. It counts um, as success symbols. Right? So I have one success. Two success. Yeah. Because it's one oh. and one. Yep. Two yep. success. You are correct. Correct. Okay. On, so you disable the. Or you manually disconnect the shuttle's engines. Yep. That's it.
1: What else Curious, is Curious. Can here?
0: I know what happened? What were the other two options? Uh, slice into the shuttle's computer and disable its systems or barricade the doors and leave through the vents. Not, not sure why someone would even think that. I di- they didn't even describe yeah, vents, didn't didn't but that's there. But yeah. yeah was, but so slicing I,
3: is like hacking in Star Wars. Yeah. Or, or slicing, what do they call it?
4: Or slicing is you stuck your vibro blade <laughs>
0: into it. <laughs> also true. But it does say so, like the barricading the doors and leave through the vents. It says if the PCs do not wish to cripple the shuttle, they might choose to block the access hatch to the launch pad, then leave through the ventilation shaft. Yeah.
4: Well, right, I a- I disconnected it, so it no. can be rehooked up <laughs> if right. we want to take this to leave.
1: No, like, like take you take a like a vital piece out of it, right? Uh,
2: sure. Yeah, yeah. like you, you took the Hydra spanner. I don't know. Yep.
1: <laughs> You took the the doohickey uh, that connects to the thingamajig. So here's what we're going to do.
0: That was the end of Encounter 4. And there's an interlude here that we're going to do before we stop this recording. And it is called Experience and Destiny.
1: Destiny. Up
0: until now, in case you guys hadn't guessed this, listen to this first sentence. Up until now, the adventure has been deliberately very linear to, g- to help teach the game and ensure that the critical plot elements have been put in place. Right. But now you've accomplished the majority of your goals and can, st- and can strike at the control center. So now it's time to award some experience and learn about destiny. What? So, experience rewards. Uh, you are awarded experience by the GM, typically. Uh, at the end of every play session. Then you spend those points to purchase new ranks of skills and things of that type. Uh, so now that the PCs have completed one of their primary story goals, they are awarded 10 experience. Yeah. Each of the hero players should turn to the next page of his or her character folio now, where the level-up procedure is explained. You should also be sure to note the strained strain and or wounds you have suffered because you keep those they would transfer for the first sheet to the new one or just make sure you don't erase them from your scratch paper Mm -hmm. so the destiny pool we are going to build i'm going to do that actually at the beginning of the next session because that's what's going to carry us into encounter five but we're going to finish this one now with the characters leveling up and we're going to move on to the next encounter in the next session. All right. Very nice. All right. All right, we're good. So you guys made it through Encounter 4 of the Star Wars Age of Rebellion beginner game um, rather easily, as it probably should be. I think that game.
4: Taco the Calamari is awesome because he kicks some butt. He
0: is stunningly awesome. Stunningly <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, everybody. Want we'll to say...
1: Bye! Wookie penis.
0: Our hero characters have made their way deep inside Whisper Base. Tune in for episode two to hear how the characters advance, how the Destiny pool works, and how the story further unfolds. Thanks for joining us. The preceding podcast was brought to you by Shedcast. You can find us online at AdventuresFromtheShed.com.